This is Unapologetic Parenting, a podcast dedicated to candidly and unapologetically discussing parenting, divorce, and co-parenting. We take on the topics most people don't want to talk about and offer support and solutions to help you be a better parent, co-parent, and human being. Now, without further ado, let's get right to it. Welcome back to Unapologetic Parenting. I am your host, Carl Knickerbocker, and this evening we are talking about emotions. We are talking about our kids' emotional lives, or more specifically, kind of the trendy current obsession that everyone has with kids and their emotions, where everywhere we seem to look, everywhere we seem to turn, there's some sort of trendy, trendy advice that says we have to be constantly obsessed with what our kids are feeling. We have to be constantly obsessed with how are they expressing their emotions? Are they expressing their sadness and expressing their anger? Are they allowed to have free range of all of their feelings? Are we setting up little corners in the house to make sure that we have these dedicated shrines to their emotions and their feelings? Are we constantly monitoring them? And it turns us into these new brands of helicopter parents that are just constantly hovering around our kids' emotional states to just make sure they're not emotionally constipated, or I don't know what is supposed to happen. What is lacking and what so many of these trendy sources are not bringing in is a balanced approach that has things like boundaries, standards, rules, education, an emphasis on academic performance, an emphasis on mentorship and modeling just what it means to be a solid, solid emotional person to our children, and then calling them up to that standard that says, yes, you can have emotions and you can feel everything you want, but you are still going to live and behave in certain ways that are expected of this family. Because guess what, kid? That is life. And if you are at work, or if you are in a romantic relationship, if you are out there in the wild, and you're just spouting off your emotions and allowed free range to just feel everything all over the place, you're going to be one unemployed and lonely person, because nobody's going to put up with that. That's usually a sign that there's something wrong with somebody. And we all know that. But yet, we seem to be teaching our kids the exact opposite of good life skills by overindulging their emotionalism. What do I think is behind a lot of this emotional obsession and this call to be emotional helicopter parents? It is bringing up the next generation of therapy patients. To me, that's really it. When you look at the people who are advancing these ideas, when you look at the people who are saying, let's fixate on emotions to the exclusion of so many other things and be constantly talking about emotions and talking about emotions. And when your kids are two and four and six and 10 and 12, we should be talking about their emotions and all focused on what they're feeling. Well, guess what? That is what the psychotherapists want and the counselors and family therapists therapists and all these people, they want to train up people who are going to be comfortable talking about their emotions because that's going to ensure future business for them. Is it good for the kids? 
I don't think so. So from personal experience, we have worked with dozens and dozens and dozens of kids. We have gone to a number of schools, uh, specifically Montessori schools, that incorporate all of these emotion-based and emotion-hyper-conscious teachings into their everyday practices. And the kids that are there are train wrecks. They are incredibly poorly behaved. They are incredibly spoiled. They are hyper fixated and kind of narcissistic about their emotional states and emotional lives. They just seem like entitled, little, over emotional, out of control animals because they are being brought up on these teachings that place their emotional expression on some higher plane of importance above everything else. When we look at kids, just like anyone else, there's an emotional component, sure. And we should have control over that. We should have expression of it. But at the same time, it should be balanced with education, critical thinking, rationality, rules, standards, etiquette, manners, proper treatment of other people. We should be teaching all of these things and modeling all of these things as a package deal so that the child grows up to be a well-rounded, complete adult, not somebody who's heavy in emotions and is a complete dumb bunny because they haven't read any books. One of the things that's driving me nuts during the whole pandemic thing in the remote education situation that we're in is this constant message of emotional well-being being placed on some higher plane than education. And they will say, well, kids who have healthier emotional lives, they do better in school. Well, yes, kids who are happy as opposed to depressed and anxious do tend to be able to focus better and do better in school. But then at the same time, the kids who are doing better in school and actually have accomplishments and have been pushed to be self-disciplined and they are learning and excelling and getting good grades, guess what? They have higher self-esteem and they are happier and they are more confident, which gives them the emotional state they need to in turn do better in the future. So you can't just divorce one from the other. You can't say, oh, let's go sit in a corner and just be happy, happy all the time without actually putting any knowledge in the kid's head or holding them to any kind of standards. Both can coexist. It's not an either-or situation. It's a both-and. That, yes, we should be aware of emotional issues, and we should encourage emotional health and healthy, regulated, emotional expression that is actually aware of house rules and social standards and proper etiquette and not just being all over the map emotionally. And we should also be focused on literacy and exposure to all sorts of other life experiences that will contextualize the emotional experience. We should help kids be able to be rational and think critically. We should train them that we have a choice, a conscious choice over the emotions that we choose. We should teach them basic meditation and mindfulness skills to show them that, hey, look, emotions, they come, they go. That's it. They're temporary. Now, what do you choose? You are not subservient to or a slave to your emotions. Emotions are not these big feelings or whatever nonsense BS they call them. They are not these intimidating, large things that are bigger than you. 
They're just clouds that float by, and that's it. And now we get to choose which clouds we focus focus on. And then we get to go read a book, and we get to be well-behaved, and we get to have a good time, and we get to grow up and be successful adults. That is the way to incorporate emotional teaching. As our kids are going through school, as they're growing up, yes, again, it is important for us to focus on their emotions. But do not, do not focus on that exclusively to the detriment and to the exclusion of all the other rich areas of life that will build their self-esteem and help them grow into well-rounded, functioning, stable, secure, happy, healthy adults. 